Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Chandler, the Geek Slayers, and welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast, episode 80. We got Judo Chop back. Oh, it's not Judo Chop anymore. I'm sorry. I knew that. (laughs) Not used to that yet. Um, Yeah. But I think the most important thing we're going to talk about is he's going to try to tell me how good Zach Wilson is and how wrong I was. Going to have a good conversation about that, I'm sure. Um, But, yeah, how you doing, Judo? I'm doing great, bro. Doing great. No complaints. Other than a few technical issues, but... Yeah, Alec with the sub, I appreciate it. That's true. Um, yeah, very, very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) So, tell me about your man, Zach Wilson. Zach, the man Wilson. I, you know what, man? I, what really bothers me is the, the fact that, you know, he's getting called overrated. You know. Zach Wilson is is him. He's gonna hit his he's gonna hit his rookie stride pretty soon. His preseason is looking really great. <laughs> you like that? Um, no. <laughs> his preseason is looking really good. I mean, I'm not hearing much about that from uh, the haters, but I, he's gonna like he'll have his he'll have a his speed you know hit his rookie speed bump and along the way but i think he's gonna be good man like he's got good instincts and uh his arm is good enough for the league and i mean he's he's gonna be okay i like the line that he's got and uh i think they're gonna run it heavy this year so i I will give you this his arm is definitely better than mac jones uh oh my god dude okay so that's still a shot that's still a shot. Okay, Zach Wilson, his arm isn't better than Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence. So, it's... What's that matter? No, it's good. No, that's... All I'm saying is it's better than Mac Jones, whose arm is awful. Uh-huh. The fact that the Patriots are about to give Mac Jones that starting job annoys me so much. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, they're using the, well. Apparently, the sources have said that Mac Jones is going to win the starting job. Mm. I don't know how, but I don't know if you watch Mac Jones play right now. Every throw he makes, even if it's a three-yard like screen pass, the ball dies before it gets to its receiver. Like, it'll look like it's on a line to him, and then a yard away from him, it just drops to the floor because he isn't great. You're big into arm strength. (laughs) Okay, the issue is he doesn't have NFL arm strength. He has a weak arm, and that is going to be a problem. When you have to fit a ball into a a tight window and you can't actually get it there, you're going to throw interceptions that you shouldn't have. You're going to throw interceptions that a guy like Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, just in your draft class, wouldn't throw because they could get the ball where it needed to be. I think that's going to be a problem. I mean, how many guys have been super successful having a very weak arm? Yeah, watch him, like, watch him come, like, November, December. When the when the East Coast weather kicks oh, in, yeah. is a... that's gonna be a problem. 
I really think so. Um, how's his accuracy? See that. So I saw a post today that made me laugh. It was just that Mac Jones is opposite of Cam Newton because just because of their name, you know, Mac and Cam, it's reversed. But yeah. then I figured it out. No, they're the opposite in every way. Cam is super athletic. Mac Jones is very unathletic. Mm-hmm. Cam has a huge arm. Mac Jones doesn't. Cam's not super accurate. Mac Jones is very accurate. He just can't get the ball to where it needs to be, really. So he his accuracy is great, but that's all he's got. And I don't think that's good enough for what the Patriots want to be. See, when I think of like an uh, an East Coast quarterback with good accuracy, it kind of reminds me in a noodle arm. It kind of reminds me of Chad Pennington. So, and that didn't really work out the best. Uh, yeah, it did. <laughs> his injuries were his problem. Dude's like the most accurate. He's got one of the highest uh, accuracy stats in the whole league ever. Um, he just had injury problems. But, I, I mean, I've, I, I just, my biggest thing going with going back to Zach Wilson is first, can we not overhype the preseason? I don't want to underhype it either and act like he's been playing poorly or that it completely doesn't matter. But the idea that because he played well in a preseason game, he's already the best quarterback in his draft class, we need to tone that down a bit. Come on. You were before the preseason started. He couldn't hang in the league, or he's overrated. Okay, BYU defenses. He was not worth the what third pick, or was he the second pick? Second Second pick. pick. Yes. He's he's not on that level. I don't see it. That doesn't mean he's going to be bad. But okay, is he going to have a better career than Trey Lance and Justin Fields? That man is playing uh, Galaga. Very much possible. Probably wouldn't notice. <laughs> very quite possibly. Quite but possibly we could. Soon with the host, I appreciate it. Trey Lance isn't looking too hot in the preseason. He's not looking bad. But, I mean, Zach Wilson is going to have the same struggle that a guy like Sam Darnold had, where the team's still not built around him yet, so he's going to struggle this year. He has a rookie head coach. We don't know if he's a good head coach or not. We can Mm -hmm. speculate one way or the other, but we have no idea. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is. Do you? I'm sure you do, but... Yeah, the four. Oh, right, right, right. But, I mean, he's not being put in the best position. A guy like Trey Lance might come out and start his career better than Zach Wilson because he's in a better position. We know who Kyle Shanahan is. We know that the Niners' offensive line is good. We know that they have good weapons. Not great weapons, but they have good weapons. That, you know, Corey Davis would be, what, the fourth wide receiver on the 49ers roster, and he's the best wide receiver on your roster? That That is going to make an impact. The issue will come down to, will the Jets actually stick with Zach long enough to have it make a difference? That's a legitimate point. Will they give him Um, more than two years or three? 
Uh, what what looks like they're not trying to do, put him in the best position possible. That's like, compared to Darnold. You're like it, I feel like this is a thing to like how they handled Darnold in the past because he's recent. They, they didn't give him Darnold any weapons. Le'Veon Bell aside, um, right. they didn't. Uh, I mean Crowder was cool, but not. I mean nothing. No one. No, no dominant. You know, no. no. Yeah, nothing, no tight end, no number one receiver. Um, they didn't, that line was horrendous. They, they like, patched, they just put, you know, they put Band-Aids in there of, like, veteran, like, journeyman as the O-line. This, 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 I mean, I mean, the last year they had Darnold, they, they drafted Becton in the first round, who's a stud. Yep. They, they, this year in the draft, they made a trade with your Vikings, bumped up and got Vera Tucker, you know, yep. so that left side solidified. They got, uh, what's the dude's name? Moses, uh, the, uh from the Redskins. He's, uh, you know, the right tackle. I mean, they're, they're mm -hmm. making moves, um, Who's Corey Davis not better than on the 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 Niners receivers? Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Um, mm. Oh God, what is that other guy's name? That's subjective, bro. No, it's not. Debo. Mm. Debo has had a really good career so far. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just to say like he's not. He's their fourth receiver. He's the fourth string receiver. If he was over there, I, I'm gonna go with yeah. That's mm -hmm. where I'd put him, I think. Well, maybe third. Um, I don't know. Muhammad Sanu is still good, but I, I'd actually, I'd actually give Corey Davis over Muhammad yeah. Sanu now. So, Come okay, on. he'd be the third best receiver. But we're also forgetting the Niners' biggest weapon, George Kittle. Nobody on yeah. the Jets is close to George Kittle. Give us time. Right. But that's the thing. I need to give the Jets time, but are the Jets gonna give Zach Wilson time? Yeah, we've are got they? two first. We got two first round picks coming up this year, courtesy of Jamal Adams. We got, <laughs> um, you know, what I'm saying like we're we're gonna be in a prime position to get a weapon. Sure, I I, I I'm not saying you're not in a prime position, but what? Okay, what? so let's say Zach comes out this year and looks good. Yes, shows flashes of really great stuff, you know. Still has mm -hmm. his rookie issues, which all of the guys are going to have, right? Next year, let's say he misses time with something, right? Yeah. Injuries or just whatever thing. Because it could happen. Because I'm just saying, what if the career paths start the same way as Darnold's did? Shows flashes his first year, misses so much time his second year, and then in his third year, hasn't really progressed past year one. The Jets are going to move off of him. I think that the Jets are showing that they're learning from the past mistakes, and that's a reason for hope. Sure. So, I mean, as far as assuming what all these scenarios can oh, play yeah. out, I, I'm going to put the benefit of the doubt on the Jets because... They look like they're making the opposite decisions of what they had made in the past with Darnold. I don't think Dude, that they same. want to repeat that. So we'll see. And like I said, they have they have tools to to take care of that in the future. Uh, with like I said, with draft capital, uh, their salary crap is in good shape. Yep. So we'll see. Oh, that's my thing. Is it is a we'll see, and I tend to lean towards the side of history 
because okay. the Jets have been this way for a long time. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly why, but I'm gonna... Adam Gase, bro. It's called Adam Gase, and it's called uh, your owner that it was over overseas doing something with the. Uh, mm. I don't know what he was doing with. The... <laughs> he was an ambassador for the United States. So I mean, a lot of that, Dude, man. I... He, you know what? He's they 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 tend to be successful when he's when he's around. His his younger brother was running the show, and didn't do so well. They got a weird the, one thing I don't like is they got a weird philosophy with how they <laughs> they do things like with their front office. Yeah. Um yeah, so but I I don't want to try to be super discouraging. I'm I just think it's more of a this I like this thing. Yo, Dizzy with the sub, I appreciate it. I just think err on the side of caution. Uh they do actually seem to have helped zach wilson already more than they ever did uh sam darnold mm -hmm. i mean he's coming into the league with way better weapons than darnold ever got so that is a good sign they have at least tried to help this kid have a shot my question is yeah. will they continue to help him or do they give up eventually because he doesn't come out as patrick mahomes right away yeah because that's a worry i mean it's a lot of teams give up on their young quarterbacks very quickly now yeah look at drew lock right see i don't think that one's very quickly he's had two full years as a starter and he's been below average has it been two it, two years on the team he just last year he dealt with injuries the year before Technically, Case Keenum beat him out for the starting job. But then, so who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Yo, Dizzy with the rate of nine. I appreciate you, my guy. Okay. But he, in every chance he's had, he has underwhelmed. And I think that his inconsistencies are the reason he lost the starting job. The man has an insane amount of talent. Arm strength-wise, he's ahead of the curve, but he is the least accurate quarterback, starting quarterback in the league. Teddy Bridgewater's completion percentage is 16 points better than Drew Locke's. Mm -hmm. With the weapons they have, at least Teddy can actually get the ball to them, and that's what the Broncos are counting on. I think with Drew, if you keep Drew Locke, you're hoping that he can play more consistent, and maybe your ceiling is higher but Teddy Bridgewater's consistency, especially with the way that defense is going to be and the weapons they have, they're a Super Bowl contending team right now, which I don't know if I could actually say if they picked Drew Locke. <laughs> Yo, going back like to April, would you still take Sertain over Fields through Denver? Uh, see, yes, because at the time... I'm pretty sure the Aaron Rodgers deal was almost done. Like, I think they were about to trade for Aaron Rodgers. That's the only reason they didn't pick a quarterback is because they were banking on Aaron Rodgers, and that just didn't turn out. Oh, I never heard that. Yeah, sports. I never heard he was almost to Denver. Oh, yeah, he it was close. And 
I don't know what changed, but it was close. And if I'm Denver, I'm 100% taking the best cornerback in the draft over the possibility of a quarterback. Because, I mean, if you take Justin Fields, right, would he ever end up playing on that team? I don't know how much longer Aaron Rodgers has. But if by the time Justin Fields' rookie contract is up, Aaron Rodgers just retired, would you pay the guy you've never seen play? I don't know how you'd go about that. A hole in my mouth. Everyone's big on fields, man. We'll see. We'll see. I wanted the Vikings to draft Justin Fields, but the Bears jumped us, so tough. Yeah. That would have been a nice one. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it to the Vikings. You think it's a uh, prove it year for Kirk Cousins? I feel like last year was not gonna lie. See uh, I want to say the same thing, but I think our team had way too many injuries to actually try to make he's, it on. He's got a he's got a pass for a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then nobody could have <laughs> succeeded with that team last year. Well, according to that, then yeah. Because I see it as he's uh, been there a while, man. Yeah. Been like what four years? Something like that. Yeah. Something pretty close to that. Um, yeah, that's 2018. I guess this will be four. Yeah, made the playoffs Jeez. once and won a playoff game. But I think this is the year where ownership, the GM, even Mike Zimmer, sit down and say he has to get us back to the NFC Championship game, which is where we were without him and with Case Keenum, who is not a better quarterback. Maybe a better fit for the team, but not a better player. Mm -hmm. If he can't get us to the NFC Championship game, I think he's gone. That's that's the that's the bar to make right there. The A's, the NFC Championship game. Yeah. If he uh, can't at least get us back to where we were, he's gone. Completely different roster. Four years later, he's got to mark that match. Okay. See, the thing is, yes, it's a completely different roster, but. Honestly, I think it's a better roster right now. R like, right this second, I think our roster's better than it was in 2017. What's good, Hydra? Yeah. Uh, where's my buttons? There we go. So are you pumped up for the NFL season? Oh, I'm so pumped. Are you doing fantasy football? Uh, I am in one league right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm actually doing a streamers one if you're interested in getting Yeah, in. we we talked about that a little bit on your stream the other night Okay We'll have to see how everything's going Okay But <clears throat> um, It's a good choice What about Madden? You liking it? It's better than last year's, but It's it's fine mm -hmm. It's not great Oh, so Wonder's asking me what I think about my current fantasy team that league, I got so lucky. What'd you get? So, first of all, a bunch of people just didn't show up at the beginning of the draft. Oh, so nice. So, their team started to get auto-drafted. Great. Um, and then Wonder and another one of our friends picked quarterbacks in the first round. Mm -hmm. Not a great choice. So, my team 
is Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins, CeeDee Lamb, Kyle Pitts, Mm. Josh Jacobs, the Rams defense, and Robbie Gold with Mike Davis, Mike Gesicki, Corey Davis, and Marquez Calloway off the bench. It's a balanced team. And that's that's really run-oriented. Yeah, yeah, it really is. DeAndre, I think, is going to do great this year, and then Lamar is the best quarterback you can draft in fantasy football. No, he's not. That's Allen. No. (laughs) Not a shot. How is it Josh Allen? I'm intrigued. I mean, this we're talking 2021, not 2020, right? Yeah, we're talking this coming year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, look at the stats, man, last year. Yeah. He was a higher fantasy value uh, quarterback than uh, Lamar was. Okay. The, my biggest thing is going to be, I don't think Josh Allen can perform at the exact same level. That's a good year. question. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying he's going to regress terribly, but him and Diggs aren't going to combine for, what was it, 25 touchdowns? Because I think Diggs caught 19. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can do that. The team doesn't have a running game, so everything will be on Allen's shoulders. But when Diggs is his only weapon, they're going to triple cover Stephon Diggs because we shut him down, we shut down their offense. But So other see, guys are going to end up getting more time more catches more touchdowns than what happened last year we'll see that that's I, just my thoughts i guess i'm actually ordering me uh zach wilson jersey back to zach this is the zach oh, wilson god. show oh god i'm getting that all black one though it's pretty nice wonder wants to know my thoughts on his team so i gotta go find his team now What's he got? Let's see. I'll tell you. Hold on. I'm going to find his. Okay. So he's got Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Chris Edmonds. I'm taking a shot in the dark there. The running back for Arizona. Then he's got Tyreek Hill, Terry McLaurin, George Kittle, Logan Thomas, maybe? A wide receiver for or a running back for Washington. I can't tell who that is. Yeah, Logan Thomas. A tight end, actually. Is it his flex position? That's weird. Um, and then Tampa Bay's defense, Justin Tucker. And then he's got Dak Prescott, Michael Gallup, and Jonu Smith off the bench. Oh, and Damian Harris. Yeah. That is a pass-heavy team if I have ever seen one. <laughs> Right. Jeez. Because Eckler and Edmonds are not giving you much most of the time. Eckler actually might because he's such a good receiving back. But he's not. I don't know. That's an interesting fantasy team. But yeah, his first over his first round draft pick was Josh Allen. Mm. Which I got Lamar in the third round. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, unless maybe Mahomes, you Mah- know, 
I I wouldn't even go Mahomes in the first round. I know that's true. <laughs> I, quarterbacks third round is when you pick those four guys though: Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, Patty Mahomes, and Josh Allen. You pick them in yeah. the third round. It makes sense. They're going to be the four highest performing fantasy quarterbacks. So I get that one, but. Yeah, first round's tough because you really limit yourself everywhere else. Because every good running back's gone by the end of the second round. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, my first two picks were Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon. Because I think Mixon's going to have a hell of a year if he can stay healthy. Mm, Man, I'm burned on that guy. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I've said that so many times with that guy. Yeah fair i'm i'm still a joe mixon okay kind of fan but i don't know i think it could be really good it could be terrible we'll see i don't know what i'm supposed to drop but okay mixon has never done well for me yeah because he was (laughs) supposed to be the best player on your fantasy team just like last year you kind of got screwed by he picked Christian McCaffrey last year. He had like the second overall pick and McCaffrey fell to him. And then McCaffrey couldn't play all season. Yeah, so let me let me tell you a story. I, I did a Fuck I'm doing you, three leagues this year. I got uh the IRL one I've been doing for like the last eight whatever years. I got a streamer one from a different streaming community that I'm in. I had some PC issues it's that fucking happened. Ah, there we go. About uh I'm the mid end of the draft, so my first three picks were auto picks. Oof. I was so pissed. Yeah, oof, big time. Uh, I got Barkley, which is uh, okay if know, he can stay healthy. Even if he stays healthy, man, the, the offense, the defense is like all they got to. They're zeroing in on him the whole time. I, uh, yeah, I was gonna say that could be different this year because they have Kenny Galladay, but. I don't think it will be because Danny Dimes would still have to get them the ball, and I think that'll be a yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, I got Diggs and Allen as well, Josh Allen. So. Okay, having them in tandem's not a bad deal, I don't think. But nah, my fourth pick is what that was my last pick that went auto pick, and I was so mad. <laughs> I got DeAndre Swift with the four, fourth pick. Oof. Actually. The Lions' offensive line is pretty good. Would you take Swift over Najee Harris? Yeah, I actually would. you would. take Swift over, uh, it was like three other dudes too, man. See, Najee, I don't have a lot of faith in. Yeah, he's going to be the bell cow. The issue is yeah. the Steelers' offensive line is bottom tier. That's true. So that is true. I don't care how many carries he gets. He's going to get blown up in the backfield more times than he actually breaks a run over five yards. I, I'm very confused at why people think the Steelers will be good this year. I see the Steelers as the worst team in that division. You heard it here, folks. If you, do you need my rationale on that? Do you agree? What are your thoughts? Uh, let's go through the division. What do they got? What's the division? Browns, Browns, Ravens. Ah, man. Bengals, man. Who has the better quarterback? Who has the better defense? Anyway, 
See, I got places to be, a face to fix, Yo, and oh, five bad guys to kill. Mm. I'm gonna go with the Steelers over the Bengals on that. I can't do it, man. Yeah, the Steelers uh, do have a better defense, but their offense is gonna be so bad. We'll see, man. I'm not quite sure. They're, I mean, Claypool, uh, Juju on the outside. Uh, they're going to go run heavy as usual. Uh, we'll you. see, man. I don't know, man. I mean, as usual, anyway, they got a really balanced I got offense, actually. Bad guys to kill. The, thing, the biggest issue with the Steelers is Big Ben. Mm-hmm. I can throw Same the ball with farther Burrow right. And the Bengals, though. No, because Burrow showed us he was good last year. Burrow. Are you worried about great. his injury? No. Mm. Honestly, what the only thing he needs to do is he's playing in the preseason game tonight or whenever they play their next preseason game. He's actually playing. He just needs to get hit once, the same way Alex Smith did, the same way every person who has a knee injury does. Get people around your feet once, realize that your knee is fine, and you'll be fine. It's all a mental thing of you're worried that it's going to get hurt again. But once you actually get out there and once you get hit, you realize, okay, it's fine. Everything's fine. We're good. Let's go play football. That's what's going to happen. And I'm glad he's actually getting a preseason game and not just trying to do it week one. He'll be great by week one. He'll be ready to go. You're high on, on Burrow, huh? Uh, no, actually. Oh. I, I just, he, to me, he is a peak, like, top 12 quarterback. He could be good enough to win a bunch of games, maybe a Super Bowl, but he's never going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's never going to be even Josh Allen. Um. But I think he will be a very good quarterback. I think the Bengals need to actually build him an offensive line. That would help. Um, they've given Who'd him you good compare? weapons. Who would you compare him to? Honestly, he's a little too tall for it, but the way he plays is... It reminds me a lot of Drew Brees. Very accurate. Mm. Good... Good enough arm. I know we're talking a lot about arm strength. Not very mobile. You're <laughs> so fucking hooked on arm strength, bro. Well, <laughs> when you're talking about quarterbacks, that's one of like the four most important pillars. It's probably the least important of the four, but it's a big one. It doesn't decide everything. You can have a weak arm and still be good. You can have the best arm in the NFL and be bad. You could be a Jamarcus Russell. Right? You could be. But I think it's easier to play the position if you have a good arm. There's a lot more things you can get away with than if your arm is weak and can't do anything. Yeah. Um. But I think his pocket presence is good. He's just not mobile. And you don't have to be, but with as bad as their offensive line is, it would help. Mm. But judo... How you doing, I hey bear? Um, hey, oh. But what are your thoughts yeah. on Burrow? I I dig him. He's like he's a solid quarterback. Uh, you don't have to be Pat Mahomes though. That's the no. thing, you know. Right. 
Drew Brees certainly wasn't. Uh, right. But he had a long, steady career. Hall of Fame career. Anyway, I got places to be. No so, wonder with the 100 biddies. And, oh, I appreciate you. Bad I like Rowe. I'm a of him. Yeah. Um, I, uh, who you like better, him or Baker? Baker. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Okay. Take the personality stuff out of it, right? If I told you there was an NFL team who went 1-31 and 31 in two years, they bring in this guy, right, who breaks every rookie record and leads them to a winning season his first year. And then comes out, has a pretty decent year in his second year, in his third year, takes him to the playoffs and wins a playoff game. And he led him to a winning rec- record one year after they went 0-16. You'd be high as hell on that guy. It's just the personality stuff that people don't like. I think that's what I that's what I like most about him. Right. I love that he's like that. I don't think he'd be the player he is if he didn't act the way he acts. He's so sure of everything he does. <laughs> he's sure he's the best player on the football field every time he's out there. Yeah, well, it's time for him to pay up because that dude's got the most talent around him than oh, any yeah. other. Yeah. They'll, they're definitely going to be a playoff team. They're probably going to win their division. It all depends yeah, I mean, on what it's... their luck's like. It's time for him to pay up because, like, he's had the most talented, the most talented, uh, you know, cast around him than any of these these young quarterbacks that, that's come out in a while. Well, yeah. Kyler, Kyler, I never mind. No, take it back. His Kyler. isn't that. His isn't that great. He just got DeAndre. <laughs> mm. <laughs> just DeAndre. Okay. I wish best receiver in the NFL, but it's still yeah. just one guy. True that. Where. Baker has OBJ, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, the best offensive line in football. There's a big difference there. Yeah. But the other thing with Baker is he's performed the way he has with having four different coaches in three years. Nah. Uh, what was the dude's name? The coordinator that they promoted? Uh... I, whatever it doesn't matter. Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, Freddie Kitchens. The the that's that's kind of like the same deal, but still, yeah. Yeah, four different coaches because he had Hugh Jackman, Jackson, whatever. Not Hugh Jackman. That's Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> so you had Hugh, guy. right? And then mm-hmm. uh, Greg Williams. Is that right? He was the Jets interim. defensive coordinator. He was also the yeah. yeah interim. Yeah. And then that's still two head coaches in one year. And yeah, then Freddie Kitchens three, for next those, year. All those yeah, but those three coaches were all basically Freddie Kitchens. Sure. And then he finally got Kevin Stefanski, who is actually good at coaching football. <laughs> actually, Greg Williams wasn't that bad. I just hate him, but that is what it is. He's the reason Bounty Gate exists, and Bounty Gate is the reason the Vikings don't have a Super Bowl ring. So, hate the guy. Uh, I get you. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't care. He could be the best coach ever. I still would rather have uh, 
Adam Gase than Greg Williams. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck Hell that no. Guy. Fuck that Hell guy. Hell no. No, you didn't have Adam Gase under your team. You don't That's know. That's true. I've had Mike Zimmer. <laughs> We've had a good coach. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. Big Mike Zimmer guy. All right, but I got a question. Okay. I have a buddy of mine. He's asking me a question today, and I was like, eh. Are you a fan of Hard Knocks? I find it interesting, but I don't know. It's not a show where it's like, oh, I missed an episode. Whatever will I do? I. It's okay. It doesn't really matter because by the time the episodes come out, you've already seen everything that is going to show up on the show. You think it's the teams that they pick or is it the show? What do you mean? Do you think they pick? You think that if they pick better teams to feature on that show, they'd make it better? I don't know. I don't know if there's a better team than the Cowboys to pick for that show. There is always drama with the Cowboys. It's always a very interesting thing to hear about the Cowboys, because Jerry Jones is a fucking psycho, and so it's funny. But uh, I mean, would would. Would you be more interested if it was the Jets? I've already had that, and it was a good season. That Rex Ryan hard knocks oh, was yeah. classic. That's right. Um, well, alluded to my question. What do you think if the NBA adopted the same thing? Would you be interested in it? No. Not at all. Why not? Because the NBA, unlike the NFL, is. So public, you know who 90% of players are. Every team has a 15-man roster. You probably know the 10 men who will actually play on each roster. You see them on social media way more than you see NFL players. There's no point. I, I don't think it would add anything to the the NBA at all, whereas... With Hard Knocks in the NFL, you're seeing the full 90-man roster and getting to meet players that you may never have heard of before because there's mm -hmm. just so many in the NFL. Yeah, that's a good point. The undrafted receiver stories are always a good one. A receiver. Yep. Un undrafted uh, rookies. position players. Yeah, 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 rookies. Yeah, that's always a good to see if they make the team. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm not, I said no to that as well. I just... It'd be like a special circumstance. I'd want to see it. Right. I would love to see like a hard knocks of the Lakers when they had Kobe. I think that would be hella interesting. Sure. Just like I would like to see like, it's kind of like Jordan, you know, like the, that last dance documentary. Um, sure. That would, I think that would be good. Like for spec, like with that roster and that dynamic of Rodman and Pippen, that was a real interesting show. Yeah. Documentary. I think that that would be good, but I mean, I think that if they did the way they, they picked the teams for this shit, it'd be like the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant and some other dudes that nobody, I don't know, man. It'd be something like that along those lines. It's just, even if it was LeBron and the Lakers, I still wouldn't really have much interest. No, because th that's another thing. Everything in the NBA is so public anyways. You don't need hard knocks to see what's going on with LeBron and the Lakers. Just open Twitter. <laughs> it's all there. It's fine. But if we're switching to NBA stuff. Go ahead. Where's Ben Simmons going? 
wasn't he Golden State, right? That that's a rumor. There are lots of rumors. Apparently, even Minnesota's a rumor. I don't want to see that happen, but it's a rumor. And actually, Minnesota, Golden State, those would actually be decent places for Ben Simmons. Do you think he's gone for sure? Oh, he, that the he hasn't picked up a, a phone call from anyone at the Philadelphia 76ers in six months. He's done. He won't play for that team again. No, I'm aware of that. But I mean, like, that contract's pretty massive to move. Um, his his stock is low. His skills yeah. are what they are. Yeah. I, um, <sighs> the issue is the Sixers are still going to be trying for the trades that they almost had a year ago. Like the James Harden trade that they had basically done. I don't know what happened with that. You're not getting a James Harden level player for Ben Simmons at this point. You're not getting five picks and a young guy for him. You're going to have to take an expiring contract like an or, or just a big contract like an Andrew Wiggins. You're going to have to take that. And then maybe you'll get a young guy and maybe you'll get a pick. Like, I think the Warriors could give the best offer. Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and a pick. But James Wiseman doesn't fit the 76ers team at all. They already have Joel Embiid. So, Wiseman's a, that's the young dude, though. The, I, I, don't, I think the Warriors have already given up on him. <laughs> ba- <laughs> Lately, teams give up on young guys in basketball way too quickly. Way fast, bro. Oh, it's only been a year. That dude's like a year into... Um, that dude was in high school three years ago. He's not even in his 20s yet, but we're already ready to run him out of town. It's like, give him some time. A lot of players weren't the best player in the world at 18. Chill out. Not everyone can be LeBron or Dwight Howard or, you know, Kevin Garnett. Chill. Thrill it but in. That's what happens, man. Like, these drafts are, like, so based on potential. Yeah. Like, all, and I hate that. It's like, it makes it, like, I couldn't tell you, like, like, hardly any of the guys in the, I'm not, I just don't even follow the NBA like that no more. Like, I don't think, you think, you, you follow the NBA, right? Yeah, not like that, though. I don't know everybody who's getting drafted. I don't. First pick of the draft, Cade Cunningham. What do you think of him? I'm not impressed. I he'll be, refuse he'll to believe in Summer League. He'll get his his numbers, you know, but. People said the same thing with Trey Young a couple years ago, though. He looked bad in Summer League, and it was, well, he'll be an empty stats guy. He just led his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. It, no, I thought Trey Young would be dope. I knew him and uh, Steph Curry in the dope. summer league looked awful. Became the mm. greatest shooter of all time. LeBron James in summer league looked terrible. Became the best or the second best player of all time, whichever one you want to pick. So, summer Wait, league LeBron's means nothing to me. Oh, I a hundred percent believe LeBron's the goat, but there are people <laughs> who want to argue he's not top ten. So. No, that's crazy. Right? It's like he's one or two, and Jordan's yeah. one or two. You pick one. What do you base that on, though? Stats? No. What? Okay, my argument for it has always been a lot of things. If you look at stats, yeah, LeBron's better at everything. It's not close. But that's not More a good seasons. argument. 
the thing is, in the same amount of seasons, LeBron was better at everything anyways. Now he's just pulling away because he's playing longer, sure. More seasons, different era. Sure. Different era where basketball players aren't just off-duty plumbers. LeBron's era is better. Nobody in the league in 1995 was Kevin Durant or even close. Um, But my biggest thing is actually the argument that people made for Jordan. After Jordan's first three-peat, he got a statue put up, up of him in Chicago saying the greatest to ever do it. At the time, he hadn't accomplished everything Kareem had, had accomplished. He hadn't accomplished everything that even or Magic titles. and Bird or, uh, had accomplished. Any of it. But he won the three-peat, and everyone in the world said, that's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. That's how I view this. Sure, does LeBron have six rings? No, that's more of a team thing than a single-player thing, but whatever. <laughs> In a lot challenging more era, too. In an era where players didn't do super teams right. and... Right. See, and the other thing is, the reason Jordan's 6-0 and is the best competition he faced was in the East where he was so he either would lose in the first round or he'd make the finals the toughest competition was from his own side and he had an easier finals whereas for LeBron the toughest competition was in the West so he'd cakewalk the East because they weren't good teams get to the finals and then oh my god it's the Warriors oh my god it's the Spurs the only year there's an actual argument for LeBron choked and didn't do good enough was 2011, the Mavericks finals. Shouldn't have lost that. That's fair. But every other one, it's like the other team has been better every time. <laughs> That's a different era, bro. <clears throat> Super teams have like drastically changed everything. Oh, yeah. If, if, if LeBron played all his years with Cleveland, I don't. He wouldn't. He'd have one ring. Probably. Uh, he could probably get two. Um, I don't think so. Uh, how did he get that one ring? See, he wouldn't have if he because he left Cleveland and then they were able to draft Kyrie. Yeah. And then they Good traded point. for Kevin Love and then he came back and they won a ring. Yeah. They wouldn't have been able to draft Kyrie. True that. They True might that. have been able to trade for Kevin Love, but I don't think LeBron and Kevin Love's enough to beat the Warriors. If if he stayed on the Cavs, he'd be lucky to have one ring. Because you got to make those comparisons when you compare him to the real goat. Oh, Jordan's your goat? Oh yeah, easily. So because Jordan was on a team that could draft better, that's not the reason. That, I'm saying that's, that's a factor. That's 100% the only reason. That hey, what do you mean draft argument. better? Who did they draft good? Scotty Pippen. That was a draft day trade, actually. But, yeah. Still, Le- the Cavs never did that for LeBron. LeBron's best player in his first seven years when he was with the Cavs was Mike Bibby. So, that's not even close when it comes to the players. If Jordan was in a situation like what LeBron was in, he would have left too. I promise. Mm. 
but my biggest thing is if you swap like the eras of LeBron and Jordan, you put LeBron in the nineties. Oh my God, Jordan would go off. No, he wouldn't. wouldn't be close. Yes, okay. he would. In this in Jordan this era, shoot. He'd put up the Jordan same amount of points. Shoot. What are you talking about? His three-point percentage is terrible. The only year it was actually near league average was the year they moved the three-point line in two feet. That's not what I'm talking about. You think this era is a three-pointer shot? Uh, three, uh, three, a three-ball era? Is that what you think? Right the now, the, absolutely. Bro, bro, look at look at Harden. Look oh, at what Harden's doing in this three-point shooter. Got it. Okay, no. With his ability to get to the line, the way defenses can't play, you can't hand check, you know, like all these other things that like come into factor, like Jordan would just tear it up, man. Easily. The defenders now are better than they were back then, though. The athletes now are better than they were back then, though. And that's you you can't argue. We're we're comparing generations like it's like like the 50s. But you also are going to be the guy who pretends that LeBron, who would be bigger, faster, and stronger than everyone in the league in the 90s, wouldn't be able to dominate. He absolutely would. I didn't say he wouldn't do that stuff. I'm just no, saying, I'm, like... I'm just basing it off of every argument. How about, argument how about the mental side of the game? That, like, How about the mental side to just dominate and just, like, destroy your opponent? Nobody did that better than Jordan or Kobe. Okay. So LeBron's I mean, weak we, mentally, we, apparently? No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying, like, there's just there's little things that are like there's little intricacies that are like that are that aren't that aren't just outside that are outside the stat box, you know, like the championship thing is is that's whatever I didn't even bring that up. No. Six rings compared to you know bronze. Um, Again, and I already but no, my yeah. point was if you put Jordan in the situation LeBron was in and LeBron in the situation Jordan was in, right? If Jordan played in the Western Conference, right, during that time, he wouldn't have as many rings. I figured. Because he'd be in the tougher bracket, right? The West was tougher then? Oh, wait. I just totally mixed that up in my own head. Hold on. So LeBron plays in the weakest, like for most of his rings, played in the weakest side of the NBA. Yeah. So it was a cakewalk for him to get to the finals. Then he would play his toughest competition. Jordan played his toughest competition first. So he played his toughest competition in the East. And then it was a cakewalk in the finals because those weren't great teams. He had to face the great teams to get to the first. Lakers? He beat the Lakers. Yeah, when Magic was old and Kareem was old and everyone was old and washed. Washed? Mm, Just like he he didn't beat the Celtics until they were all old and washed. When the Celtics were, when Larry Bird was still playing well, Jordan couldn't beat him. Because one guy can't do everything. But what I'm saying is he played his toughest competition in his own conference. But it's they didn't come up you got they didn't come up the same time, bro. Like the bird bird came into the year the bird came into the league just like Magic and the Celtics and the Lakers won right away. Yeah. Uh well, I don't I think Jordan's rookie year was 84. Yeah. Um Yeah, that's that's a four-year gap right there like he's behind them 
So sure. yeah, he didn't when they were they were at their peak. Um, but you know, same with Detroit. You know, they did go through Detroit as well. Make it out of the first round until 1991 when he had another Hall of Famer on his team. LeBron, with Mike Bibby as his second best player, made the NBA Finals. Jordan never did that. Jordan never truly carried a team. He always had, at, in any time he won, he had at least one other Hall of Famer. His second three P, he had <clears throat> two, at least two others, because Rodman, mm-hmm. maybe three, I can't remember. But if it was a third, the third one was last legs. I'm not really going to count it, but I don't know. People still try to count Ray Allen as, you know, one of the best players in the league when he was on the heat. He wasn't, he was a great shooter, but he was also 36. It was his final year. That's not the same. (laughs) As well, I saw a thing today where it was like a little image that said if if Ray Allen missed that one shot versus the Spurs, he'd- uh, Duncan would have the same finals record as Kobe. LeBron would be three and seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. That one shot was huge. Oh shit, dude, that's huge on Le- LeBron's legacy so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one fucking shot. Oh yeah, that would have changed a lot of stuff. And honestly, that was huge the other way for Tim Duncan's legacy. I think if he was six and zero in the finals, the same as Jordan, I think the conversation around him would be very different. Hmm. Yeah. But. I don't know. We could argue LeBron and Jordan all day. I don't think either of us will ever change their minds. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. At least you're not a psychopath who tries to argue that he's not top 10 and he's not clutch. No, he's a terrible that's player. Crazy. It's like, dude, that's crazy. No, it, they're, they're one and two. Or if you want to say it, one A and one B, and you take your pick of which one you think is better. It's all mm-hmm. personal opinion. Because mm-hmm. we would, n- there's no way we'll ever know. Just like in 20 years, there's probably going to be a guy who is better than LeBron. And 20 years uh, after that, there will be a guy that's better than that guy. And it will always I'm, come down to the generations argument. I'm really not. Yeah, probably. I'm really not impressed with any of these young guys in the league right now. Like, there's nobody that's wowing me. I love Luca, I feel, but he can't Oh, well, yeah, Luca. I like Luca. I like Trey. Um, but they're not. I don't, I don't see them at on that same level as a LeBron or a Jordan or even a Kobe. I don't think any of yeah. them can be that. I like Luca a lot. I like Trey a lot. I like them both a lot. Um, I don't, I feel bad for, uh, holy crap. What's the dude on the Pelicans? Oh, Zion. <laughs> yeah. Zion. See, that's how much I'm like out of touch with the NBA. Like I forget their names. <laughs> because uh, it's Zion. Tough. It's just, I mean, I follow the Lakers. That's about it. Um, I do watch college ball, though. Like I said, that's what I was talking about. I'm not that high on Cade Cunningham, the first pick in the draft. Like, he's he'll he'll be a you know he'll get his twenty. And but anyways, yeah, like I I feel I feel like Zion's on his way out. Oh, absolutely. The Pelicans are doing nothing for that guy. Yeah, they're doing nothing. When they for do that make guy. moves, they don't make smart moves. And that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so, t- 
two NBA money-related things that I want your thoughts on. Dennis Schroeder turning down, a what was it, three years, $84 million, or four years, whatever it was, $84 million contract and signing a one-year $4 million with the Celtics. Thoughts on that? Well, I I was hearing recently that that wasn't even confirmed. Uh, but he played himself. That's what I feel like. I get it. Uh, you want to think of yourself as a $100 million man, but... I mean... Maybe if he performed, you know, the dude, I really felt like he kind of like phoned it in this year. Oh, yeah. It was a contract If he had a playoff year. run the way Reggie Jackson did for the Clippers, he might yeah. have got $100 million. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like he phoned this year in and, uh, I mean, he actually did the Lakers a favor by not taking that money because right? they actually made out pretty well without them. They really did. But uh, yeah, I mean, he played himself, man, and uh, <laughs> man, he took a gamble on himself, and it didn't pay off. So it's still good. Maybe he balls out this year and gets a hundred million next year. But mm. I'm gonna go with probably not. I'm gonna go with that too. Um, and then the other money-related thing: Nerlens Noel is suing Clutch Sports. Heard about that? What's the okay. deals on that? What's okay. the, what's the details? So full details. Um, like fifty some million. I it, heard. Yeah, fifty eight million dollars. Um, because back in twenty sixteen, I believe 2016-2017 Nerlens Noel, who was not part of Clutch Sports and was not represented by Rich Paul, that's important, was at a party, and Rich Paul told Nerlens Noel that if he was his client. Rich could get him a hundred million dollar contract. So Nerlens Noel turned down the eighty-four million dollar contract from the Mavericks, signed a one-year deal with the with the Mavericks still for four million dollars, the same as Dennis Schroeder. Then fired his agent. Then signed Rich Paul. Got himself hurt, so he couldn't get that big contract. And now, I like this thing. Judo with the gifted sub, I appreciate it. And now that we're four years out of that, he wants to sue for that money that he missed way back then. The issue, again, Rich Paul wasn't your agent. You took advice from somebody who you didn't, you, you don't work with or for Rich Paul at that point. That mistake mm-hmm. is on you. It's on you anyways. You are the player. Agents don't make the decisions for you. They give you the options. You got to make that decision. I'm sure there's some sort of disclaimer too that says that. Right. Like it makes no sense. Agent. Yeah. Biggest thing. Rich Paul wasn't his agent. Rich Paul seems like a smart dude too. So. Oh yeah. Rich Paul has done great. Pretty savvy dude. I don't. It doesn't sound like something like even in a court that would hold up. Oh, I don't think it will. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. But, hey, you know what you just reminded me of? This is kind of off topic, ahead. but it's money related. Um I I was I was watching a clip on on money from Dr. Disrespect about how um He's going to be potentially so well, he's in litigation or not much is out. He's like suing Twitch right now yeah. for uh, 
damages uh, lost down you know wages and damages lost uh from going over to to youtube um because of all the things that you know like you know the contract the six-figure contract that he was in uh which would be expiring next month so he'd be in, at that point where he'd be negotiating at his next one uh how being on youtube you know monetization isn't the same even for like a high-end streamer like himself right. uh and then you talk about how he, and I've never really paid attention to this, how you can't like collab with other streamers like Nick yeah. Merckx or anything like that. Yep. Uh, I never knew they couldn't do that. It's if anyone gets banned. If I got banned on Twitch, I could not appear on your stream. So even if you're on another platform? Yep. You, you, my voice couldn't be on your stream. The other interesting thing is people have actually gotten in trouble with Twitch for just talking about doc yo i've seen somebody do that somebody did yeah. a cosplay of that yeah. like i was like and i'm glad i saw that because i legit was thinking about doing a stream on halloween as dr disrespect good thing yeah don't do that no i wouldn't do that maybe pull no, out we the blue hair we and the headband and ninja no we weren't gonna do that i said it was a thought <laughs> but yeah. yeah 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 that's wild huh it's interesting that's like weird man like so you can't even talk about it <laughs> So that actually segues me into something. I, I tweeted it out last night. So there are a lot oh, of I issues happening with Twitch right now, just in general, a lot of things that aren't great. Would you ever consider leaving Twitch and going to YouTube or Facebook or Trovo or any of that? No, no? never. Why? All platforms are going to have some sort of problems, whether it be, you know, the most recent one with Twitch. Like, Twitch has always got something going on. Twitch is in the spotlight. They, they're, they you know, the main platform. Look at the one of the top, a top 1% streamer in Dr. Disrespect. You know, how like how much it's affected his life by leaving Twitch. You know, you can come yeah. over here, not even just money, man. These guys are all getting, like, he would easily get... 50 60,000 people watching his streams over here too mm -hmm. it's just like uh you know then the sponsors like there's just like everything's got its own, its own uh, issues i just think that like for uh, for me personally like this is my goal to be on this platform i've always wanted to be on twitch and then on top of that um there's just more opportunities here for me it's just i feel like you got to like pick your battles with with what's going on uh, i don't think that going to my personal opinion streaming live on youtube would especially for a, a small streamer right would be the play <laughs> and then coming off a of mixer and what it, that did to everybody I don't right. know if going to Provo and trying to invest yourself there would be a good play. Yeah, either. I don't think investing in a small platform like that. This sounds terrible, but I don't think it would work out. Look at Glimish. Do you remember that? Yeah. I heard See? so much about Glimish. Nobody uses it anymore. To be fair, when it came out, nobody actually did use it. I, I went to Glimish a couple of times when it first came one. out. Well, sort of. <laughs> well, I know some people who went and tried to stream there, but if you'd go to Glimish, there'd be seven people streaming and a total of 12 viewers between all of them. Yeah. You can't rely on a platform that the only people that are going to be on it are other streamers. That's not going to work out. That was one of the biggest issues with Mixer is the majority of the audience was also the streamers. 
Yeah. Yeah, this it's I I feel like Trovo and Mixer are kind of similar and uh yeah. It didn't feel authentic being on Mixer. That's just my I'm not going to like bash it or anything. There's a lot of great things about Mixer. It just didn't feel authentic, man. If I if I went on it like 2 a.m. my time to do a stream like because during COVID I had that opportunity to just stream any hour of the day right you know everybody's asleep for the most part so I go online and then boom auto host just pop up like nothing it, it's just it wasn't authentic um you know I was streaming to like I was getting like I was like when I was doing those late shifts I was getting like 60 70 80 averages on streams because oh yeah my auto host was like 57 or something See what I'm saying? So it's just, it just didn't feel authentic. I know Trouble's got a little something similar with that. Like when it, you could, uh, you can tab somebody, just bounce, you know, like it's, it's an authentic oh, yeah. view. Twitch, it, you uh, can technically only tab, I think two people. Three. Oh, I thought it was three. I think it's um, only technically two. Oh. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, not to bash it or anything like that. I no, think the no. other thing with this this thing is, is like I feel like there's a home for everybody, and everybody it it, it applies differently. Some people right. like Trovos for you. I could say what I just said, and, and Trovos for you, or even right. Glimish. Well, I can't even say that. Glimish yeah, no, I can't even... say Glimish wasn't yeah. for Glimish. Uh, <laughs> but I so my biggest thing, right, is. When I left Twitch to go to Mixer, it was already because I had so many problems with this platform in general. Mixer ended. All of the people I already knew, all of my community, just came to Twitch automatically. I hadn't made my decision where I was going to go yet. But I can go back and look. I gained like 200 followers on Twitch the day mixer shut down because everybody just assumed i was coming back here yeah so, see because i think my choice might have been youtube twitch it's easier to get to the ground floor affiliate level than it is to reach the ground floor of youtube partner but i'd honestly say if i could actually truly hit youtube partner in less than a year i would probably switch to youtube right now i mean my biggest issue is just alienating some of my community who would rather use Twitch than use YouTube. You ever watch live streams on YouTube? Yeah, actually, I do. You do? Huh. It's just really... I've tried that. It's just not... Oh, it's definitely not the same as Twitch. Yeah. I feel like live streaming... For live streaming... I f when it comes to streaming, you should just... You know, and it's best this way, too. Like, not to have all your eggs in one basket. Like, to for get... Sure. To tackle in different um, platforms for you know different different uh, you know various oh for uh, sure yeah you know like different money streams different just <laughs> platforms in general are great yeah live streaming like Twitch is the best I feel I I really I I don't get the whole like it's such a big ocean on Twitch and it's like it's you get swallowed up and there's no discoverability I I feel like 
that doesn't hurt me at all. I feel like it benefits me being on Twitch compared to any other platform. I, I tackle a new game and I talk about this. I play a new game and I get different communities coming in. I see friends that, that like that tackle certain games specifically only. And there's some really cool communities on here. Um, and so I feel like Twitch is, is for me for, for live streaming, but I feel like I, I haven't even, I'm still young, man. This is whole, this whole streaming stuff and, and content creating thing. Like, I feel like in general, people don't understand. And there's such in a rush to like grow. And like, if you just like enjoy yourself and just, you know, take your time and, and find yourself, like you'll see like you know like I'm, i haven't even done anything with youtube you have you're more experienced than i am oh yeah I've, so i've been grinding youtube longer than i've been grinding streaming and stuff youtube was my where i started everything yeah see so i mean i mean that's the other thing too like that's a whole other discussion some of these people that are taking off fast people don't take into account that they've got help Right. you know like that's a big thing in streaming is help yep. you know a team you know a team that helps you with like a lot of shit man like you think nick nick mercs whatever like dude that dude's a team man that dude just right. like i wish i could be nick mercs or tim the tap man where all i had not, to do was sit here and play video games yeah man you because got a graphic got artist you got your graphic artist you got everybody uploading stuff to, to twitch looking up the algorithms when to do that oh, yeah. editing you know uh you know you got a social media manager you got all these things that like that a, that a smaller streamer who has to also juggle uh has to also juggle work or irl yeah. you know like it's just a lot and like i don't think that people think about that um, and some of these people that are probably even on their same level that are doing better and that they're they're like they've got help that's why that's, right. a, that's a big reason that's a huge reason i'm a one-man team same like i'm well i guess i have somebody else do my graphics for me because i don't know how to do it but eh, i mean yeah but but i mean yeah, i I'll, do my streams i upload all my videos i edit all my videos i record yeah, them see? all i do all the research on okay what's the best time to post youtube videos what's the best time to post tiktok videos yes. how is the algorithm responding what yes. colors do i need to put in the thumbnail for it to be more clicked on this week yeah see <laughs> oh that shit those are things that Tim the Tatman, Ninja, those big dudes, they never have to care about. They're just going to play video games. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cool point to be at, but you don't. Yeah. I also wouldn't just want to jump straight to that point either. I think the building everything up. They the all part. earn that. I give him that, though. They all earn that. Oh, yeah. But For sure. The, yeah like they, they those are pioneers in the game but i'm just saying like more so people on our level or a little bit higher those are the folks i'm talking about yeah yeah but it's a big boost to your stream and and it, which en enables like more attention on other avenues that you're branching out with your content right so, right i mean it's I a little overwhelming if you really think about it too <laughs> It would be, I mean, think of how nice it would be, though, to the only thing you have to worry about is playing the video games and then just coming up with the idea for what you want to do. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I want to do this kind of YouTube video. Cool. Just go play the game until you get it, and somebody else will it's... handle every other part of it. You're just the face of a well-oiled machine. Pretty, pretty much. much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's why certain people have always very much impressed me with what they do. Like, for up until, I think, last year, like, Jack Jacksepticeye did everything on his own. Edited, recorded, streamed. All of his stuff was all just him. To me, that's always a super impressive thing. When you can get to be that big, doing as much stuff as he does, and it's all just you. That's always mm-hmm. cool to me. Yeah. Maybe that's just because I know how much fucking work it actually takes to do that. And I'm sure Tim the Tatman does too. I'm sure at one point in his life he was there. But. I mean, that's the other thing too is like, you don't have, there's just so much you don't like to be a presence on social media. It's important for a small streamer to be on social media on you know be a presence and be relevant on there but for the bigger streamers they could just punch in one time and they're good you know right. but that's why i respect somebody like nick Merckx. that dude's got a great community he's very engaging yeah. with with his community and yeah so lately so have you heard the latest terrible things going on with twitch all the hate raids and stuff yeah of course i've had to block those uh yeah Oh, yeah, as soon as, when I see a tweet about a hate raid and see those names, I go block them automatically. Yeah, there's actually one I got written down. I got to go, there's a new one I saw today. Yep. I don't want it to ever have to be a thing that I have to deal with in the middle of stream. I did get uh, follow botted the other day. That was pretty terrible. What did you do? You just went to what, emote only? Or? So, No. That would have been smart. I switched it to sub only right away. Uh, Emote might have been smarter, but I switched it to sub only. I had to turn off my bot, though, and all my alerts. And then, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody should look into that. Like, yeah. the route to to go. Because, yeah, such a such a bomb dropped on you. It's Yeah, it's tough. Especially since you, Twitch can punish you for that. Yeah. Which is so fucked. Yeah. Like, somebody else follow bots me and I get in trouble for buying followers. It's like, but I didn't. Yeah. How many hits so your account? Uh, that day, I think it was 300. Holy crap. Yeah. Did they reduce it yet? Did they uh, turn yeah, it they, off? It actually got fixed, like, that same stream. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if the guy who was doing it got banned. I don't know what happened, but yeah, it fixed. It fixed that same day, which was great. So I didn't have to deal with that for long. It was a tough rest of that stream, though. (laughs) I can imagine. Are you going to be participating on that upcoming day off of Twitch? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Are you? Uh, yeah, I think I am. So my issue with it, I'm trying to find what day it was supposed to be again. It's a, I think it's a Wednesday, and it's like the first. I'm pretty. I don't know. I gotta look That's at it. That's why again. it's an issue. Oh, because Wednesday's podcast. podcast day. Yeah. Honestly, you know what I might do because I've wanted to try it for a really long time. Try a different day. No. 
Try streaming the podcast directly to YouTube. That's a good time. Just the podcast specifically. Because for me, it would save me the time of having to upload the podcast on the YouTube channel. And it would kind of... Having the podcast in its own place might just be better. I don't know. It's something I wanted to test, and this might be the perfect time to test it. You know? So Yeah. And I mean, day off Twitch, September 1st. Which, yeah, that's next week, actually. So I'm going to have to think that one through. Might do it, though. Yeah, I think I am. So. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else you wanted to get to this week? No, I love talking sports. For sure. Uh, It's always a good time talking sports. You know, it's a good... Well, you know, football's ramping up right now, so it's always cool to cover some football. Talk a little schmack with uh, Zach Wilson. Cover a little Madden. But uh, I'm sure, like, you know, as the time rolls on, like, there'll be topics that arise that are... Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm just hoping... I I was just kind of hoping we don't get another three-hour-long episode like we did last time you were on. (laughs) Oh, my bad. How long have we been on? That was great. This week, an hour... In oh, okay. 15 minutes, 20 minutes. That's why I'm, yeah. I'm not in a rush. It's just a... Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, one was uh, tough. Three-hour podcasts. I don't know if those are the best uh, way to do it. Yeah. It's a little, yeah. It's a little on the lengthy side, I think. Sure was. <laughs> that one... It flew, though. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it had been that long while we were doing it. It was when we got done. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's keep it like this. I think uh, just Alrighty. gives us more more room for next time. Well, Judo, I appreciate you coming back on the podcast. Anytime. Appreciate everyone who came out, showed support during the stream. But I think that'll do it for us. So thanks for watching. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.